0: Welcome back to Mothers in Construction. I'm your host, Tonya Rivers. Today, we are speaking with John Richmond and Chuck Nisley. John and Chuck are two of the allies in our industry. Both have been in positions to help your favorite MIC, your host, during her transitions in motherhood. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Don't forget to check us out every Thursday. Like and
1: subscribe.
0: Welcome, everyone, to Mothers in Construction. I have some special guests with me today.
1: Okay, I'm Chuck Nisley, a senior superintendent, been in construction for 28 years now. John Richmond.
2: Uh, I'm a project manager, been in construction for coming up on six years now.
1: All right. So
0: welcome, guys. So I know this is called Mothers in Construction, but I really thought it was really fitting to actually talk to some of our allies. I am the host of Mothers in Construction, and you all have actually been a part of my team on my projects. So I know with Women in Construction, we always kind of look at things from our point of view, and I thought it would be really interesting to talk to the actual men on the team who had to support me during my experience being a mom on the job site. So John, let's start off with you. You know, when women go off on maternity leave, there's always somebody left behind. (laughs) And John, at one time, this was actually you. One funny thing about me is that I have uh, probably adopted maybe 10 to 12 children, what I call my kids. And as a mother in construction, I think sometimes our approach to a project team is to mom it, right? To mother it. And um, I cared about you guys, you know, and I, I hope I helped you grow. And I always looked at you all as one of my kids. So it came a time when you had to hold it down for me when I actually went out on maternity leave for three months. So I want you to talk about that experience.
2: Yeah, it was uh I guess overwhelming would be the the good word for it. You know, you're, uh, you know, you're used to having that support. I asked a million questions every day to Tonya, probably talked her ear off. And then one day that's not really there anymore. So, you know, it's just, uh, it's tough because you don't know what you don't know. So you're kind of learning trial by fire, uh, you know, Even if you're set up with all the things you need to follow, all the things you have to take care of on a month to month basis, something's going to happen and you just kind of got to figure it out as you go. So I guess it's good and bad, you know.
0: Speak a little bit about what went through your mind. I know from my standpoint, you know, we would joke about certain things, but how did you feel actually working with someone that could explode at any given moment?
2: Worried, (laughs) (laughs) you know, Uh, you're just walking around site, maybe hoping it doesn't happen on site. Um, But it was good. You know, it's just kind of like a a ticking clock that, you know, at one point you're going to have to, like you said, hold down the fort, but you're not exactly sure when. So you're kind of uh, hoping you know what to do when the time comes.
0: Yeah, and I will say that and I want you to speak about some of the things that went well and some of the things that you feel could have gone better. One thing that I look back on was that I think I tried to mother the process a little bit too much. You know, for me it was let me take care of as much as I can so that way, you know, you didn't have to deal with so much and so that the team didn't have to deal with so much. When in reality, I think I should have spent a little bit more time preparing you for that day. I think that I spent too much time trying to say, Well, let me take care of this, let me take care of that. And then the last couple of months I'll start showing John what he needs to do. When in reality, I know more than anyone that children don't have a timeline. All my children were pretty much premature. So while I'm sitting here for the first seven months of my pregnancy, trying to take care of everything, um, I should have spent more time trying to train you. And then let's think about it. It's construction. So while I tried to get a hundred things done, there were probably 75 more things that piled on top.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, what went well was I kind of learned the process. You know, it was a bit of a struggle at first, but I think it kind of sped up my development, if you will. I, I don't really think you can prepare for someone just having to leave the project who's so involved uh, unless you clone them. So I think once I got into a rhythm, figured out what I needed to do week in, week out, month in, month out, I think that's when I really hit my stride. Or, As much as I could uh, on the project we were on, I I think better understanding, probably should have asked more questions on, you know, what deliverables are expected on a day to day or week to week basis. That's something I don't think I had a great grasp of when you left. I think without someone uh, being added to the project and kind of filling the void, there's only so much you can do. Uh, it's just kind of uh, the double-edged sword.
0: Yeah. And it's the reality. I mean, when you have women in the industry and they choose to have children, it's something that everybody has to deal with. It's not just that person. All right. So Chuck, I want you to describe your experience working in a project leadership position as a superintendent alongside a mother in construction.
1: I didn't think it was that different uh, coming from a single dad with a kid at home that I'm taking care of. You had three I don't know what was going through your mind to have three. It was like, wow. <laughs> Either. It, it was uh, family's first. Families always first. And good thing that we had a good team out there to where we could cover each other's back when we needed to. I just looked at it like we were all team members, Tonya. You know, I got your back. You got my back. We went on with life. I didn't think it was that, that different. We bred a team atmosphere.
0: Yeah, I think that was really important. And one thing from my experience, at least working with you, that was different than some of I've had some past experiences because you are a single dad. So that did provide you, I think, with, and plus your personality is just totally different. You have that teamwork aspect to you too, but you came from a sense of empathy, right? You could understand, you know, you're a single dad, something went on with your child. You had to go. Sitting here right now, we're recording and you are waiting for your son to get done with practice right now, <laughs> doing this interview in the car. So you you're on dad duty all the time, 24 hours. So you understand, you know, what mothers in construction go through because you've had to fill that role as well. And I think that played a part, at least for me, and really having someone who understood and could relate to me.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I see it. A- two ways. When I got into the trade, you know, I think we've had these conversations that my wife used to work for me. And when she had the kid, I said, you know, you got to go. You're a distraction to the construction process. I had, you know, women in construction to me 20 years ago was like a no-no. You guys are bad for productivity. Now, (laughs) I think every one of my teams I have women on and I actually cherish having those guys or the girls I should say because they're Definitely more eager and ambitious than a lot of other the guys.
0: Yeah, I think we bring a different lens, in, and and it's nothing wrong with what you just said because that was the thought process back then, you know, because you didn't have that many women. So even now, where there's more women, I mean, people act like they've never saw a woman before, and the whole job site can just stop, you know, to stare and look and gawk. You know what I mean? It's just some of the nature of things that go on in the job site. So I get it, I get it. But as you mentioned, things are totally different now, and you spoke about. The COVID thing, I think that was so gosh man, we went through that together. And just thinking about those times, it was very hard because when it first started, no one knew what it was about. We didn't know what it entails. All we knew is that we had to go to work. And I remember I sent my kids away for a little bit because they were home from school as well. Um, they had started virtual learning, and we had this really, you know, serious heart to heart. And you were like, I can't believe you sent your kids away. <laughs> you know, because my husband was away too. He was deployed at the time. You're like, You're the only parent at that. They have, they need you, you know. And we had that conversation. You said, "I signed on to be a superintendent. I have to be here on site." You have that flexibility. You can so- do certain things from home. I just need your voice, and I need you to pop in every now and then. And you know, not everyone thinks that way. You know, I just want you to know that that meant a lot to me. And I think that as far as the relationship that we had, that's important on a team because you got to have each other's back. You have to think for the other person. That sometimes, in that that moment, I was thinking about all of. You and you were thinking about me at the same time, so I appreciated that.
1: Well, I, it, it's team, right? It's the whole mom and dad vibe, like all the kids used to call us mom and dad. <laughs>
0: That's right, and we fought like a uh, husband
1: and wife and too. <laughs> Yeah, we, I don't know. it's
0: all part of the fun. It sure is. It sure is. So, yeah, I mean, I think that experience was definitely cool. And, and it just speaks to typical project team. You have your, your leadership, you have your project managers, you have your superintendents who, who are kind of in a management role to manage the project. You have your engineers, your assistant project managers, or your project managers that are working for you. And we all have to think of ourselves as a team because we, we spend more time with each other than we do our families. So, John, what advice would you have for other men in the industry or women in the industry other mothers in the industry who are have to think about going through this their projects and going through maternity leave and raising children on a job site
2: uh, without being a mother myself now pretty much just do it i think you got to live your life off site however you want and then that's pretty much all there is to it like chuck said you know people will fill in behind you uh, fill the gap. I don't think that's something you really should should have to worry about.
0: Is there anything you learned from the experience about, you know, when it comes time for you to, to sow those seeds and have your own children through watching that experience, you know, on the outside looking in?
2: It seems like an insane amount of work, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm struggling with a dog these days, so I couldn't even imagine a small human I have to take care of. So I don't have to worry about leaving work at a certain time to go pick up a kid or something like that i don't have those constraints so i i kind of feel for the people who do understanding that there's a whole other life outside of work that they're juggling um, it, it seems like a lot to be honest
0: would you suggest i guess you know what happened with you where i did not have a replacement and it was you know it was actually was it was good for me in the sense that it held my place because one thing that a lot of women when they go through is when they come back off of maternity leave that their spot is taken and they often have to fight for positions or they end up doing something that you know it wasn't they were, wasn't intended for them but then at the same time you know if you don't fill that void then that most of the time leaves a, a younger person or just another person on a job site that has to kind of pick up the load. What are your thoughts when that happens?
2: Honestly, it's nice, at least in our scenario, that you were able to come back and your spot hadn't been filled. And it kind of just, it picked up almost how it was before it left. You know, it wasn't just me filling that void. It was, you know, myself and the rest of the project team. So when you think about it, months of maternity leave really isn't all that long for most projects. It, it, it's a small period of time to pitch in. So I, I didn't really mind the the filling in. I don't think you always have to fill the void with somebody else for it to be successful, especially when you're getting back somebody uh, who was so involved and valuable to the project team before.
0: So Chuck, from your point of view, advice that you have for women and young women who may be a little bit afraid to have children, you know, right now because of the, the hardships that are, are still there. You know, I think that although we had some pretty good experiences, there are still some pretty toxic relationships and some things that um, that women and young women are experiencing that would cause them to delay having children. So what type of advice would you have to young women and to mothers who are working on job sites?
1: It's a part of life. And the more that society has become acceptant to, I guess it's called paternity leave. It's when the men gets off the same amount of time as the women. Yes. And the men are taking that time. Mm-hmm. Not that they have to go through the labor, but they're taking that time just like the women. Yes. Um, I think it puts them more on an even playing field. And if the girls keep on out rocking the boys, which is what's happening right now, I, I don't think in the next 10 years that we're going to have this, oh, my God, it's a female role versus a male role. I think right. you're going to see more female in positions of superintendents or senior project managers that are running these ships. I mean, the the females coming out of school these days are rocking it, at least from my experience. Um, And I think that's going to set the stage for the next 10 years.
0: Wow. That was so cool. So well said. Well, y'all, i really, really appreciated this. I know that people are going to be definitely blessed by this, you know, to hear that experience. And I did get some advice from someone. They said, I want to hear from my allies. So I, I thought of you too. I want you guys to know how important you were to my career. And my kids love you. You know, Chuck, you're a Santa Claus. John. <laughs> You're that big brother. You know what I mean. Like you heard them on the phone. You guys endured from everything and just supported me. You know, I I went through some tough times, and always it was encouraging to be able to to turn to people that had my back. So thank y'all. I appreciate that.
2: We appreciate you. Yeah,
1: you're awesome.
0: Thank you to my guests for joining us, and thank you for tuning in to MIC. Please be sure to check us out every Thursday and don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're using so that you don't miss an episode when we drop. Remember, being a mom in this industry is about making sacrifices, but you do not have to sacrifice your dreams. If someone else has done it, you can as well. Do what you got to do and make it happen.